This is Brock and Saul. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buhner just punched me in the kidney. Power through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. We're going to do you on the internet. That really worked that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Saul. Hello! All right, final hour, Brock and Salk. Uh, two hours from now will be the introductory Mike McDonald press conference. You'll hear it live here on Seattle Sports during Bump and Stacy, and obviously we'll be reacting to that tomorrow. We're hoping to talk to the coach himself. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, next week, whenever, but you know, certainly we would like to have him on the show and uh, get a sense as to who he is and really oh, get to know him, et cetera. You know, you know what? In yeah. 28 minutes, I've been sitting on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a story for you. I okay. went back and Good. found my board. Oh. Mike McDonald, Michigan board nice. that I did. And then I got a great story that now I can tell mm. because Jim's not at Michigan anymore. So I don't mind telling a story about how he found a way to replace Mike McDonald and that whole interview oh. process okay. to find his replacement. Right. But I think it'll be fairly right, We'll do that at 930. We're actually going to go through some of the available Ravens at 945 because I've forgotten Mora created a little game of buy yourself for us. Oh, oh. Yeah, we've had this since Oh, like oh hold Monday. on, Maura. Sorry, the, hold on. In the bag. Maura, hold on. Oh, no. Oh. Quick news. Jedfish tomorrow. Oh, oh Jedfish. 8 a.m. 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. tomorrow. Nice. All right. First chance to talk. The Husky head coach. Jedfish. Nice. Wow. There we go. Boom. Book From it. the Cedar Done. Bowl, huh? Yeah, he's been down there all down there all week with all, all the other guys. Some fascinating pictures down there, that, Maura. That might be on, oh. on our list here. Let's oh, okay, see. Great. You working tomorrow? Heck yeah, I'm working on it. Sounds right. like it. Sounds like it. I wasn't sure if I was interviewing Jeff Fish myself. <laughs> hey, Jed, you want to go on with salt tomorrow? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll start with this one because I think I know that Salk's had some skepticism here. Me? Yeah. Buy or sell that Ben Johnson just decided on his own to sell. return sell. to Detroit. Sell. 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 Second row, she's an ace, she's a nine, she's a ten. I know she's got ruby red lips, long hair, blue eyes. I'm about to be in my house. Goodbye. Oh, wow. Salk's actually rocking out to it. Been a while since we heard that. Man, that felt good. Yeah, snapped me out of my funk. Um... (laughs) I did hear yesterday from two different places that Ben Johnson just didn't interview very well, Hmm. that he was not very impressive, that he didn't have that level of juice that teams were looking for, that he didn't seem to have the same level of command. Maybe he's a fantastic coordinator. Maybe he was distracted. Who knows? Yeah. But I heard that from a couple different places. That was a combination of maybe asking for a little bit more money. Yeah. But also, look, I'm going to recuse myself from this because Stink and Left going in a big fight. So let's just go to the next. Next. Yeah, stay away from that. Oh, my goodness. Who do you think is going to win that battle? All right. All right. So uh, maybe we should make this two parter because I've I've seen two different ideas floated here. But first one from an executive that talked to Jeremy Fowler by herself. Russell Wilson is the Raiders quarterback in 2024. Starting quarterback. Yes. They already have Farva. (laughs) That's a fun follow up question. I like that. Starting quarterback. You guys are quiet. Uh, Sold. 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 Yeah. Where do you think he is? In the back row. I think he's in Pittsburgh. That was going to be my next question. Buy or sell him as the Steelers quarterback because that's been floated as well. Yep. I'm buying him here. Seattle Seahawks. I think after next year. (laughs) I think after the dysfunction. Why are you you trying to make this a thing? Stop trying to make fetch happen. I'll tell you why. I was. uh, You want the truth? You want to know why I'm trying to make this this fetch happen? Yes. It's uh, it's Kyle Brown's fault. 
I was talking to Kyle yesterday because you know me. I've been on the like, there's no freaking way Russell ever comes back here. Yeah. And then Kyle started selling me on like, well, Pete's gone. Russ, I think, would want to come back. He came to the, you know, that dinner. It would be a place to reclaim his career. He's not going to have any other options. Nobody else wants him. Gino's backup. <laughs> Maybe. No. I don't want him. And so I think it. I think Jeez. no. I'm with you guys. I'm sitting no there chance. arguing with Kyle, but he convinced me that it was at least a conversation to be had. No chance. And uh, I probably shouldn't have let him do that. No chance. Arthur Smith now the coordinator in Pittsburgh. At this point, Russell's going to pick the most stable, best situation possible. Mm. I think he's been humbled enough to realize what the strength of his game is and its run and its play action. And Pittsburgh's got a pretty darn good defense. Still There's got no some running way. backs. Yeah. And, Russell goes uh, to Vegas over Pittsburgh. Like to watch the no Vegas. It's the lights. It's he's the not the going lights. to dysfunction. He, he could not well, be less of a Pittsburgh person. I heard in that exactly. Jeremy Fowler report, they, exactly. they kind of pulled a uh, Colin Cowherd. Remember when he was like, Ciara wants to be in New York right. instead of Ciara. But uh, he, uh, they said she could have a residency in Vegas. Does she want to be in Pittsburgh? By the way, underrated city. I like Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, cool I'm going to guess she doesn't love it. And I'm going to guess that it couldn't be. A, I mean, Philadelphia would be worse. But the, like, blue-collar ethic of Pittsburgh is going to accept Russell Wilson? You want to rebuild your it. Hall of Fame career? Nope. You want to inject, hey, this is actually who I am. And that dysfunction in Denver was a mess. And this is, you know, I am blue-collar. And I am hardworking. And I am, mm. and will do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. He's going to be a stealer. I don't buy it. All right. All right. Buy or sell Jed Fish and Kalen DeBoer. Did they chop it up at the Senior Bowl yesterday? Did they chop it up? <laughs> they were, uh... Let's not get hung up on semantics. What? Here. <laughs> right here, Salt. They chop it up. Did they chop it up? Is that something you're comfortable saying? Yeah. All right. I just said it. I mean, you did, but did you Maura, say it confidently? Oh, my Maura, say gosh. big dump. Maura, say big dumper. <laughs> Big, big dumper. dumper. Oh, wow. That's great. Fine, yeah. You're comfortable saying that now. She is. And chop it up. <laughs> oh, she just gave me a side eye. Oh, my God. That's the worst look I've ever gotten from Mora. More so than when you saw KJ's angry look? No. Oh, I didn't say it was the worst look I've Maura. ever gotten from anyone. But yeah. it's the worst oh look I've gotten from you. Wow. I mean, were they giving each other the cold shoulder no. or were they hanging out? What's going on? They here? were not chopping it up and it was awkward. <laughs> Sold in the back row. It was awkward. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This is yours, bro. Oh, lady in the second, second row. row. She's eight, she's nine, she's ten. Why, why would it be awkward? Shouldn't they both be happy for each other? I think they're happy, but it's just awkward. And they know cameras are on them, and they, there was a bunch of pictures taken. And, I, and I'm not saying it was like cold. They both made or each other hostile. more money. What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. No? Kind of awkward. Why? Because college football is a better job because so, college football is awkward. Okay, yeah, well, college football is pretty awkward. Well, then it would have been awkward between anybody. Why would it be any more awkward for those two? They just made each other a ton of money. Yeah. Certainly, Jed Fish should have no hard feelings to Kalen DeBoer. Hey, you left and allowed me to make more money at a better job. Up. What I'm just going to be mad at him for that? If he does, that's his problem. He's jealous of the SEC. <laughs> All right, I want to get your opinion on they this one. They were good one. for one another. You're right. Right. <laughs> What's the problem? Uh, is that what we're going to talk to him about tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> no. Mr. <laughs> Brock's reconsidering whether or not we're going to have Fire that conversation. Fire Do you tomorrow? have beef with Kayla DeBoer? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> What's your level of beef? 
No, I don't think there's any animus. I don't think it was. I, I just think not. it was. Yeah, I think it's kind of awkward. He's wearing a hey. crimson tide Alabama in Mobile, and here's Jed on the well, job. It's awkward for, for like a you. Week. It's not a week and a, Jed. a week and a half, and he's definitely in a lot's changed in a short amount of there's, time. There's Arizona Wildcats there. There's panics. There. It's oh, just please. it's all. He's, I, they're all. They bring it all on themselves. Wait, I did want to get your guys' thoughts on one more thing. Jed joins us tomorrow. <laughs> We're like, so Jed, you guys chop it up down in Mobile. What's <laughs> that? More oh ask. Hey, uh, hey Jed, we got one. More our producer. <laughs> Yeah, she just wanted amazing. to throw something at you real quick. One great question. Hey, where are you at chopping it up? Oh my god. This this wasn't my question, by Those the way. Chops Anyways. What do you we mean by chopping it up? We all saw the drama. Chop suey again. What do you mean by buy? Oh what do you mean by chop? What do you mean by chopping it up? <laughs> <laughs> Next, need to know. Here we go. Let's oh, get out of here. One more question. Oh, what is it? Sorry. Right. Sorry, more. Buy or sell Patrick Mahomes was in the right for tossing Justin Tucker's oh. form up here. Bye 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 bye. Wait, what happened? <laughs> there was a, there was drama pregame. Justin Tucker was warming up in the end zone Don't where the Chiefs dumb, were warming salt. up, and they kept chucking his gear out of the way because they were mad that he was in their end zone. Oh, but yeah, he said he's great. been doing that for 12 years. It's a standard thing. Mm, They've been going back and forth about who was wrong awesome. and who was right. Wow, it's awesome! It's great beef. Is it? Yeah. Chop beef. Who uh, buy or sell Patrick Mahomes' dad bod? Buy or buy sell? Was, I'm buying it. Uh, great. I'm buying that slacker. <laughs> I want to do chops right now. American chopper. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. <laughs> Chop suey Mora's version. This was a completely disorganized, chaotic by herself. Was it? Yeah. Just the way you're like. Yeah. It's a. Let's move it along here. Chop away at my car. <laughs> All right, great buying and selling, everybody. Uh, I guess we needed that today. Chop Robinson, first round pick out of Penn State. How about Pork Chop Womack? Did you get him? Ooh. I would hope so. We're ranking. Let's chops. come right back. Give you everything you need to know. It's Brock and Salk. CL Sports on Seventh Day. Need to know. Fifteen minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, you'd have to be the last person in Seattle to find out, but it's true. They did hire a new head coach yesterday, and I mentioned it earlier this morning, Brock. Today, or maybe yesterday, is the first time it's really sunk in that Pete Carroll's not here. And Mike McDonald is the story. We're going to talk about him a lot. We have over the course of the last few hours, but I don't know. Like It, it really kind of hammers home that there is going to be somebody else in that building. Yep. Remember we were talking last week. Oh, actually, it might have been while you were out, Brock, about the, the basketball hoop. Were you here for that conversation? Mm. And I said, you know, if you were, if you were, if I were John Schneider, one of the questions I would ask a candidate is, hey, what do you want to do with that basketball hoop that's in the meeting that's room? That's bolted, by the way. It's like <laughs> I'm sure bolted it into the stage. You think it's, I'm going to go over there today, I think, for the press conference at 11 o'clock. You think it's still in that room? I don't think so. I don't either. And mm. I was talking to KJ yesterday and he was like, yeah, that thing was out of there the moment Pete was gone. They had yeah. the people in there removing yeah. it. And I, I don't know, it just sort of hammers home that it is going to be different. It may be better in a lot of ways, yep. but it is definitely going to be different. It is. And, yeah, I think it'll be a little surreal. When It was a little surreal when John walked in by himself a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on that Tuesday. I think it'll be a little more surreal when he walks in there, and, and for him, too. And yesterday, they, they came to the facility, signed the papers, met by all sorts of folks in the organization right there in that lobby down at the VMAC. But... You're right. It is uh, all very, very new. And for Pete, it's got to be hard. Very hard. And and I don't know if they're going to be asked. I would hope listening to John's answer a couple weeks ago on that Tuesday when the press asked him about this advisory role that, you know, Jody had mentioned in in her statement today. Pete's not going to be around that building. Mm -mm. That's not going to be comfortable for him. That's not going to be comfortable for Mike McDonald. Maybe in time, maybe in time that will happen. and, And maybe there, you know, certainly he will be a sounding board. 
And I think open to that for Mike and, and absolutely for John with all of their relationship. But don't expect Pete to have any kind of office or any of those things that you just mentioned there like that hoop sticking around anytime. Soon. Yeah, I think things are going to be very different as they are trending in a different direction and will be all new with Mike McDonald starting at 11 o'clock today. Here's the second thing you need to know. And I got to imagine he's going to make things his own. And that doesn't just mean whether there's basketball hoops or not. I would hope it means part of the roster. There are a whole bunch of Ravens that are out there. We're going to discuss those guys in a few minutes. But some big names, Patrick Queen, mm-hmm. Justin Matabuke, Matabuke, safety, Geno Stone, Tyler Huntley. There's some guards. I mean, like, there are a lot of pending free agents on that team. Plus, he's got to make decisions on his own pending free agents. Geno Smith going to be here. Is he your quarterback long-term, short-term? Bobby, Jordan Brooks, Leonard Williams, DK, mm-hmm. Tyler, Over 20 Jamal Adams. Side, right? I you mean, got, like, there's some big choices to make. Some of those names you mentioned, like Gino and like Jamal and like Tyler and like Quanja, they all are under contract, so they're not even your unrestricted free agents. But CX have nearly 20 of those as well. Just mm-hmm. about every team run league, about 20 or 25 of those unrestricted free agents that are going to be out there. So, man, there is a lot of work to do. It was awesome. They turned over every stone. It was as exhaustive an in in interview process as you could possibly have, flying across the country doing all that work. But now it is ramp-up time because the NFL never, ever, ever rests. Mm-hmm. And I know the scouts and the personnel department are down in Mobile and at the East-West Shrine game this week, and, and then it's on to the Combine, and then it's you know handling all this free. I, yeah, man, there is a lot to do. And oh, by the way, you, this may have been the heaviest of the lift in the workout, but the whole rest of the workout, putting all the other pieces together mm-hmm. of your staff, that also starts right now, too. Here's the third thing you need to know. We could talk about spring training, but why? Let's just let Mitch Garver talk. He was on the other night on the Hot Stove, Hot Stove Show, and uh, he was asked about the Mariners starting rotation, what it was like to play against. Dude's got some uh, serious detail. You know, they, they go in with a game plan, and they stick to it, and that's one of the harder things about facing the Mariners is, you know, they're, they're kind of relentless when it comes to, to their approach. It's, it's been well documented over the years that um, the Mariners staff has one of the lower arm release heights on the mound. And, and basically what that means is, you know, when they're, when they're releasing the ball, it's lower than the average MLB pitcher. And so what it does to a hitter is it kind of throws off their perception of what the ball is actually doing. Um, so it's pretty unique in that aspect. They, 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 it's kind of something that they go for, um, a lower release height. Mm. It makes the velocity play up higher. It makes the breaking balls perceive a little bit different. And um, it's it's very hard to game plan. Again. You remember that story last year on that that, uh, yeah. that Tom Verducci wrote? Yep. Yep. And the great effect it had just, you know, these tunnels and these planes and everything that the eye and those batters are looking at. A little funky, a little a little different there. And the Mariners added Mitch Garver, and they added Polanco, and they added Hanniger, and they added you know some real veteran bats. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't give up any of those, certainly their starters, any of those guys that bring that kind of funk to the table. All right, that's everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour. Are you um? Hmm. Are you starting to write scripts in your head for the Mariners? Am I? Yeah. No. Why? Do I, I sound like it? In a good way. I, I didn't mean in a bad way. Like I just I have found myself like. 
I could write a bunch of different scripts about like where this team could end up this year. I could write you a negative script where a whole bunch of guys get hurt and they don't mm-hmm. get any better and their offense really struggles. And some of these uh, guys that they've brought in are in no way an improvement. And some of them yep. are done. I could write you some pretty negative scripts sure. where your starting rotation doesn't have enough depth. And, you know, you end up with some starters that nobody's ever heard of. And your bullpen gives up a whole bunch of leads because you compromise too many of your bullpen roles. Mm-hmm. I can write you some really nasty scripts for this Mariner season. Yep. yep. I can also write you a really positive well, and, couple and you could, as well you because you've got numbers, some dudes who, yes. if they're just healthy, are really good players and better hitters than they had up and down their lineup than at any point last year. Yeah, and this is not like an opinion script or narrative. This no. is based on numbers, What, how you want to spin those numbers. Luke Arkins and I have been uh, DMing, Saul, because oh. that's how Luke and I you know, get – you know, get down to communication when it comes to the Mariners. It's and you had you had texted you had texted Mora and Justin and I, and I nailed it. I just flat out nailed it. Didn't even look, but I nailed it. You said, "Where were the Mariners in runs yeah. scored last year?" And uh, they were twelve. They were they were for the twelve. Isn't that crazy? They were twelve. Did you did you remember that, or was that your sense of things? That was my sense because I remember we had that discussion at the end of the year, and we fought a lot about it, and the contact rates, and the strikeouts, mm-hmm. and da 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 da. And you're like. What do you want me to say? They're like 10th, 11th, 12th and runs scored. Yeah. They finished so, about 100 runs, though, behind 11th. So there was a little bit of a gap there. They did. So they weren't top 10. But gosh, they were 12th. They weren't 22nd. Well, how about this? How about this script and illustrate this? A better way to illustrate the problem, because we talked a lot about the inconsistency and uh-huh. where those runs came from and how many games did they score three or less or right. all, you know, and it was a lot. Fewer. And uh, Luke said, yeah, better way to illustrate the problem, maybe the number of games the Mariners allowed two or fewer runs in their record in those games. The Mariners led all of baseball with the most games, 65, where they gave up two or fewer runs, but they only ranked 15th best in winning percentage. Yeah, there's a there's a there is another script to be made, though, that that has nothing to do with your ability. That's just. The, the the flukiness of baseball. Yeah, yes. that's, unfortunately, the game goes that way sometimes. Anyway, their offense might be better this year than last year. We'll find out. I'm not yep. going to sit here. I told you, I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm not telling you that you have to believe in it, and I could write you some real negative scripts as well. But I see the positive one. It, it is not zero. There are there it's are some like positive Russell stories Wilson to back be told. To Seattle. Yeah, that's zero. a zero. That's zero. a that's a no zero. Chance. All right, Brock, you've got a story. To yeah, tell I got a little us. story. I got a little anecdote. It's that a I think Mike will McDonald be... story from Brock yeah. Heward. Next yeah. on Brock and Salk. You're listening to Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Uh, we'll do some ranking coming up in 15 minutes, and it will be a Mike McDonald version of a ranking. Mm. Yeah, Brock, I loved your suggestion to rank Max. Unfortunately, we've done it. You did? Yeah, we did Max a long time ago. Return of the Mac? Return of the Mac. Megan, 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 Mac Daddy. Wasn't it Mac from the movie The Program? Uh, yes, Alvin Mac. Ankle, I know, that was sad. Are got, you guys going to open the vault? You got Mac from uh, from Night Court. Sure. Uh, you sure. got, uh, what was the you old running Mac? Big Mac. Yeah. Well, did Cedric you see that Mac? guy that's eaten 35,000 Big Macs in his life? I did. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Well, you might as well just lot. do it again if you're going to say yeah. all of them. Nope. Okay. No, that's no, fine. We're we're do don't that. have to. I mean, just no. there were a few Mac, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, just to name a few sure. that we could have sure. put in there. But we've already done that. Yep. Instead, uh, we'll do uh, something regarding Mike McDonald. But Brock. Yes. Story time? Yeah, I went back to my board. I told you in 21 I had a, a Michigan game, and it was a little later in the year, and they had lost to Michigan State. Mm. 
Michigan State had this running back. Gosh, he was a good little player. I'm trying to remember his name. He wore number nine, K9, K9, Ken Walker. That's right. Ken Walker ran all over them. And uh, and we, we sat a couple weeks later with Coach McDonald and Jim, and, man, he was transparent. He was honest. You know, it, it was really cool. It was refreshing as I was looking back at my notes, and he kind of took total ownership of it. And like, yep, that was not a great plan. That was not a great plan. So let me share with you prior to that, because I had Michigan probably oh, six or seven times with Jim Harbaugh and Don Brown, who he was originally attached to. And Don Brown, now the head coach at UMass, feisty old sucker, man, and and just stubborn. Going to play it's man-to-man good, coverage. Right oh, yeah. <laughs> going to get up in your chest. Going to just challenge you. And remember, Joel Klatt was on with us previewing the the Texas Sugar Bowl and, 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 and ultimately the national title game and talked about how you know, Michigan really had to change because it couldn't beat Ohio State because you didn't have the athletes. You did, You could not, you know, you, you were second in the conference and you could beat everybody else, but you could not beat those guys from Columbus, the Chris Olaves and, and the Jackson Smith and Jigbas and the Garrett Wilsons and all the dudes that they had that were faster and could beat your man-to-man. So ultimately, Jim has to make the move, has to change his staff and bring Mike McDonald in. And when he did, and that year in particular, Salk 21, Gosh, watching them play was such a breath of fresh air. Like, look at this. Wow, they're playing zone. Wow, they're fire zoning. Wow, they're bringing this. Oh, they're bringing that. Man, they're, they're, they're somehow bringing these pressures, yet still matching in coverage and not giving up big plays. And they're winning, and they're winning, and they're winning, and they keep winning. And he was such a big part of it. So now fast forward. And his, his brother John says, hey, Jim, I hope you're happy. I helped dig you out of your little hole there. You used my buddy, <laughs> but he did so good that, you know what? We're going to have to hire Mike McDonald back as our D coordinator. Mm. So sorry, you're going to have to find somebody else because we're taking Mike back into the fold. He's going to be our D coordinator. And for the last two years, well, the numbers speak for themselves beyond awesome. Right. And now he's the head coach of your Seahawks. So then fast forward to having to replace Mike McDonald. How do I do this? You know, and this was such a cool little anecdote because I knew this from the inside you know what Jim Harbaugh did in that interviewing process? Did he go back to the Ravens? Did he find another secondary coach? Nope. He opened it up to a bunch of people. And he, and, and, the, and and one guy in particular, the whole interview, the whole interview with this one candidate was all about one thing. Tell me what you would do differently than Mike McDonald did against Michigan State. Hmm. You have you, overnight, you can put your plan together. And tomorrow I want you to present to me what you would do. Because that was about the only blemish. That whole season and, and the only the only challenge that Mike had that year. And sure enough, that uh, coordinator did a wonderful job and is still doing a wonderful job. So kind of a, you know, as I was looking back at my board thinking, man. Is that the guy who's the new head coach there? Um, no, that's the offensive coordinator oh, and O-line okay. coach, Jerome Moore. But yeah, as I look back at that, A, it was so refreshing that Mike McDonald totally owned it. He didn't sit there and go, yeah, well, you know, the guys didn't do this and, you know, I really needed that. And it was a, it was a great plan. It was like, Hey man, I'm back in college and I'm in college for the first time in my life. And you know what? Unfortunately, I did not have a great plan. And unfortunately, Ken Walker did an awesome job and ran for 200 some yards and gashed us. And I didn't figure it out, but he figured it out the rest of the way and did one heck of a job all the way along. <laughs> so just a, yeah, just an honest, transparent. So I tell you all that because in about what, an hour and a half, he, less than that, he's going to be introduced with John, and I think you're going to hear people come out of that going, gosh, that was kind of refreshing. He's really young, he's smart, but there's more to him. You know, he's not just some brilliant guy that can't communicate, nor is he shy and an introvert, which, you know, we heard early in the week. I think you're going to walk away that going, that guy's really refreshing. What would you like to hear from him today? 
I, I'd probably uh, would start a little more with John, to be honest with you. My intrigue probably starts with John a little bit more than it does with him. And I'd really like to hear from John how all this went down. I'd really like to know, would they have waited? Because remember, if Baltimore wins that game, if uh, little Zay doesn't fumble into the end zone and Lamar doesn't throw in a triple coverage and they beat Kansas City 20-17, to 17, guess what? You're not interviewing Mike McDonald. You and I are probably still talking about lots of different candidates, you know, and, and at this point would have spent the whole week and then the whole next week, and they wouldn't have been able to interview him until after the Super Bowl. Hmm. Would they have waited? I think they would have. What could, they have could they have waited? Could you have waited to February 13th, 14th to hire your next head coach? Could you have really waited two more weeks? I'd, I'd love to know that little Schefter wonder. was just talking about this on the Pat McAfee show, if you want to take a listen. Oh, look at more. Were they chopping it up? Yeah, they were. <laughs> chopping it up. It's exactly what they were doing. Jeez. You heard over the weekend, I started to hear that the Seahawks, led by their general manager, John Schneider, were willing to wait to talk to Mike McDonald until after the Ravens season ended, meaning that if the Baltimore Ravens had won in the division or the conference championship round on Sunday against Kansas City, I think that they might have extended their search to after the Super Bowl because that's how much they wanted to talk to, meet with, and were interested in Mike McDonald. And <laughs> that'd been a long time, bro. That'd been no kidding. You know, honestly, be this this whole week. We did just continue the, the speculation. And what about Dan Quinn? And where's Dan Quinn? And Dan Quinn ultimately ends I mean, up I think if they'd waited that long, we just would have said it's Mike McDonald. You would have known. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just would have known because who but else talk, would they it would, be? They wouldn't have interviewed him yet. They didn't have a first interview with him. It wasn't the Ben Johnson and all these other guys that they had a first at least interview with. They didn't even do that. Well, then obviously they would have known, though. I mean, it, 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 like, why else how, would you How wait? could you have known that they must have known sitting with him? They or must... You, you must have been so enamored. With all those other things that he brought to the table. Yeah. So enamored mm -hmm. from afar, so enamored in conversations with the Harbaugh tree. And, you, you know, with do a, you like that or does that concern you? Oh, I think I like that. Yeah, I, I think I, I like that as they went through the process and kind of narrowed things down. And, really? You know, they could have hired Raheem Morris before Atlanta did. So, they wait, but, hired but if, you're, if you're going by that assumption, it's sort of anyway, you're making it sound like they kind of wanted him from the beginning. I guess you could. You this is your scripts again. This is your Mariners. You script. could certainly hear you could that, that that report from Schefter. Yep, and make it sound like yeah, they kind of had their mind not quite made up, but pretty darn close. This was the guy they wanted, mm -hmm. and they went through everything else and did everything and else they, they had were no do. background. I asked others. I know. I asked others yesterday, and but if you were willing to wait that long, coaches, for him, and there had not been real relationship with Mike. You McDonald's. were willing to wait that long. Yep. Then I have to believe that that was at the very least the top of your list when this whole yeah. thing started. Yeah, I'm definitely asking John that today at the presser. I, so I'm kind of intrigued, first and foremost, to hear from him. This whole process is the first time he's ever gone through this in 14 years. How do you go about finding your partner? What did those interviews look like? Who was in your committee? How did What was the sounding board? I don't know how much detail he'll go in. I don't mm -hmm. know how transparent he really wants to be about all of that. But my gosh, what a, what a period of discovery for him over the last three weeks with everything you learned about the league, too, and all these other teams and, and these coaches at these other places. So, gosh, I'd be super, super enamored with how much he's willing to share in yeah. that regard. And, and then ultimately from, you know, Mike McDonald, how do you follow Pete? 
you know, what, what, what is some of the best counsel? How much do you think you're going to, you know, reflect the imprint that the Harbaugh family has had on you from John to Jim and everybody, you know, what, what, what is a, what is a Raven to you? What is a Seahawk to you? What was it like competing against Seattle this year? Why was Seattle the right place for you? You know, equal accounts out there is Washington. If you wanted that job, you could have had it. Why, why this one? So yeah, I think this is uh, gosh, for us, especially here when we've had none of this mm-hmm. in a January or February, most organizations do. Right. Most of them have, you know, in 14 or 15 years, Salk have turned over their coach three, four or five times. Seahawks hadn't. Feels weird. This time. It does feel weird. The, the number one thing I would want to know from McDonald has to do with kind of what his offense will look like. Sure. I, I'd really like to know what he sees as the as the best type of offense. Yep. Is that going to, you know, you know, I'm not looking for him to necessarily tell me who's a part of it because mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to do that. He's going to yep. take a, you know, a, a sense to evaluate everything that's here. But I would sure love to know what kind of offense complements his defense and how he think envisions he goes that after, Do you think he goes after a person in that regard and a relationship in that regard? Or do you think it's even bigger than that first and foremost and says, what is the biggest pain in the butt for me to mm. defend? And I want somebody in that family. I don't know. You know? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think all of those are are sort of what I'd like to hear from him. I don't know. I don't know how anybody knows. We barely know anything about this guy. I think that's one of the other things that's most interesting here. Everyone's happy. Everyone's excited, and for good reason. I'm with you. I don't know that much about him, and neither do you. Yep. We know what he's done in Baltimore. We know his history. We know his resume. It's not the longest resume in the world. That's okay. About that's not years. a down thing. Sure. But he's he's 36 years old. He's he's. He, we don't know that much about him. We don't know what his offensive philosophy is going to be. We don't know how he wants to build a team. We don't know how he's going to coach in games. Remember we don't know whether he's going to be aggressive or not. We don't know any of that stuff Remember about him Remember so many of these conversations, Mike, that we have with Pete about these young coaches, mm-hmm. right? About all these guys that have come into the league and what an influx of youth it has been over the last 10 years, all of these and how many times he would just say how hard it is. The job is so hard, and it becomes impossible if you don't know yourself. Right? And Pete had to learn that himself. Mm-hmm. He had to fail in New York, and, and that was a one and done. And there was a lot of different factors. And then ultimately it ended in New England, and there were some some power struggles and control struggles and all sorts of things there. And and then he ends up, you know, really building it at USC and realize like, golly, I got to just be who I am. Totally authentic to who I am. And we know that 72 year old, every bit of him, because he's transparent. He was real. He was out there. He was open. He put it all out there. Does this 36 year old know exactly who he wants to be as the head man? I, I think that that's a hard one to say. Yeah, I know exactly. But he has one huge benefit that Pete didn't have. There's John Schneider by mm-hmm. him. He has an incredibly quality, high-quality, functioning organization around him. He doesn't have the dysfunction of the Jets. He doesn't have you know, chaos with a GM. This guy chose Seattle as much as Seattle chose him, right? So, and yeah, I'm that'll, sure he, that'll help you in the short run. Yes, it will. That'll really help you in the short term. That, you know, I don't know whether that matters as much in the long term. He's going to have to sort of put his own stamp on it. But you're absolutely right. That gives him the time to figure it out. That gives him a year to figure out who he wants to coach with him and what he wants to be and what he wants his team to do. I I agree with you. I think those will be really nice assets for him right at the beginning. But, you know, ultimately it's going to be about him and what kind of coach is he and how does he how does he put together a staff and what does he want to do in terms of a, a full on philosophy 
I think it's going to look sort of like the Ravens. I don't even really know that. All we know is that he had success in that system. I'm assuming he wants to be a big line of scrimmage guy. Yep. But I'm I'm I want to hear it all, and then yep. I, even more than that, I want to see it once yep. they start you know putting things together. So this is gonna be fun. Uh, that uh, press conference a little over an hour from now, you'll hear it live on the station during Bump and Stacy at 11 a.m. So make sure you don't go anywhere right now. Let's rank. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salk. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. All right, chops ranked. Ghost. Chops. <laughs> okay. Gosh, you know what else we could have ranked sticks. today? Sometimes the most brilliant ideas come right when we get started. You know what else we could have ranked? Get to the chopper. Yeah introductory press conference oh wow from adam gase to nick sirianni jonathan gannon to jim tom sula yeah. Yeah, adam gase's doesn't really work on radio you have to see his crazy eyes starting all around how about uh, bobby petrino when they all started chanting pig suey oh man i'll never forget that one beauties. yeah yeah sirianni was brutal remember who was talking oh, about that with us ross, ross tucker. tucker oh my gosh yeah yeah we're gonna play paper rock scissors because you got to make a, I mean, you got to make a decision, <laughs> and fool me once, full full shame. Uh-oh. I mean, it was it up was. until this year. The Dan, the Dan Campbell one kind of stood out yeah. too recently. So bite their kneecaps. How about you know it's a, one of the all timers, the Bill Belichick uh, opening press conference with the Jets, where we just oh, resigned. Sure. Oh sure, that's like, great too. I yeah. resigned as HC of the NYJ. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great press conference, Bill. Really nicely done. All right. Uh, With Mike McDonald coming over from Baltimore, Brock, there are a lot of Ravens that are free agents right now. Mm -hmm. Baltimore free agents that you might want in Seattle ranked. Mm. Baltimore free agents you might want in Seattle ranked. Did you look Mm. through this list? I did. Okay. I got some honor. You want some honorable mentions? Sure. So I got a guy that I know you liked a lot coming out of college, Devin Duvernay. Ooh, yeah. He'd be kind of fun. Do you know that he's the one name somehow I screwed up? I, and then it was in my head and I could not get it right. What do you mean? Well, it's like, it's it's where the enunciation is. I said like Duvernay and Bruce Feldman got in Bogarit's ear and he's like, no, 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 he's saying it wrong. He's saying it wrong. I'm like, what am I saying wrong? What is it, Duvernay? Yes. Huh. Or Duver, it, Duver, I, I, I thought it was Duvernay. Duvernay. Duvernay? Duvernay. <laughs> it's, it's whatever it is. Weird. I totally screwed it up, and then it was so in my head. I just called him Devin the rest of the game. So, <laughs> Makes sense. I kind of like that dude. I, I like you have him in your top five. As a special team, right? Eh. No, right? No. Honorable mention. Ronald no. Darby. Like you just—it's not a huge need, but good player. Good player. Old player. Yep. Yeah. I got uh, Gino Stone. Again, good player. Yeah. I know you. You were talking about the need at, at safety. It feels like you've yeah, invested a lot there. Yeah, I don't need I don't need to spend on that. I want a young guy to do that. Right. Yeah. So those are honorable mentions. Those yep. are good players. Good players. I don't know. I mean, yep. Kyle Van Noy, people like that, help you set an edge. Van Noy is on my list. Really? Top five? Yeah. Top five. Wow. Because he's cheap. And he's an edge. Yep. And he's the he opposite. pretty darn good against the Seahawks. They could use he's that. He's the opposite of Derek Hall. Yep. He's the opposite of Daryl Taylor. He is a high high football IQ guy mm-hmm. it may have lost a step and thus won't cost very much but he makes up for that step okay. and yeah he's, he's on my top, top five. five all right top five for sure who else in your top five who else is in my top five 
I think one of those guards is in my top five. I got both those guards in my yeah. top five. I mean, Zeitler's older. Yep. I think Simpson's a little bit younger. I have uh, Zeitler at five. Do you have him at five? Yeah. But the middle of this offensive line has just been a mess. Yep. It's just not been powerful. It's not been strong. It's not been consistent. Phil Haynes can't stay healthy. Damian Lewis is a free agent. The rankings, the numbers, the grades, whatever way you want to look at it, just not, not good. I think there's a center in this draft or two that I think I really want that mm-hmm. are 330 pounds and athletic. I think you're going to need a guard. So Zeitler, guys was, Zeitler was a really good Oh, he's a Bengal. Right. Oh, yes, he was. First round. Really yes, good. he was. He's older just a little older. That's why I have yeah. him at number five. He's like 33. He's so. been in the league for like, at least 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. I think Russell wanted him a couple years ago because yeah. they were Wisconsin teammates. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Yeah. Number four. Go ahead. No, for me, it's he Tyler is. Huntley. I'd love to see Tyler Huntley here. I wanted him here a couple of years ago. I think he's an exciting player, and I think if he were given the keys short-term, he'd be an interesting bridge, especially if that's the direction that he wants to go with his offense. If he's looked at it and said, all right, we, I want some of that athleticism at the quarterback position. It's it's paramount to the style that I want to run. Mm-hmm. I'd be very interested in Tyler Huntley. You know Huntley. I like Tyler Huntley at Utah. I know I you did. he was unbelievably tough. Yep. I thought he was a winner. He's not a very natural thrower. The throwing has been a bit of a challenge, as it's been for Lamar to do it in an elite level mm-hmm. with accuracy and anticipation. I don't think I'd do that ahead of Geno. So I, I'm not saying that's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm not saying it's ahead of Geno, but I am in tr- like depending ahead on how you lock. Yeah, I did and by that the way, congratulations Locke. to Drew and his lovely wife with their baby yesterday. It's oh wow, awesome! Good news. Kudos. Yeah, I you would know do that I love ahead marriage, of Drew Locke, I love sure. kids. I love marriage and I love children. So kudos to noted. Right. That. He's my number four. Who was yours? Justin Amore is up and noted. <laughs> I, th- I think we ch- more. Are you sure? Do you remember that? If Brock actually like, yeah, yeah. Or married I think or we can... rank lower in Brock's rankings That's because true. we don't. We are not, not married. Not married. Not it's true. I, I had Duvernay outside. He's in my top five. Oh, Again, okay. These are kind of just cheap, but he's an unbelievable special teamer. Yep. He's a much better returner. I can't see our big boy DJ returning anymore. We're no. kind of done with that. Yeah. Two fumbles this year, too. So he's an explosive little muscle ball. I like him. And oh, by the way, the other second round pick, what was that guy's name? It just did nothing. Absolutely nothing. D. Eskridge? Oh. Oh. D. Morris guy? Send him back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, just send him. I only went hard Eastern for him to Michigan, show you that man. your Rashad Penny diehard love was. Where's Rashad when you bring him back? Number three <laughs> for me playing. is their other guard, the younger guard, John Simpson. Yep. That yep. about the same for you? Yep, just about the same for me. Well, then number two and number one should be pretty easy, I would think. But number two for me is Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. Number one, Justin Matabuike. I just think yeah. they're – I was reading the other day. They're going to end up uh, tagging one of those two guys, more likely the defensive tackle. So, yep. you know, if I'm if I'm him and I'm looking at it saying, well, I could either have Patrick Queen or I could have – Jordan Brooks, one guy has been healthier and one guy has been in my system. Which guy are you going with, Queen or Brooks? Yeah, I think that's going to come down to bottom line money. You you don't have an immense amount on your salary cap. You're going to have to... But you should have enough to sign one of those two guys. You should. You should. Should you prioritize them ahead of Leonard Williams? I don't think I can. I think it's, you know, this list and and all of these exercises, and we'll do them for the next month or so, Salk, have always got to be kind of right there also listed with your Seahawks and your priorities there. And for me, Leonard Williams is your number one priority free agent. You've got to get, you got to get him back. You got to get him for two or three years, you know, and to me, I prioritize that. And then it comes down to Queen or Brooks. What's the market say? 
What is the market willing to pay for either mm-hmm. of those guys? Also, some dudes in this draft. Also, a guy that he had at Michigan, Junior Colson, who's about 6'3, 255, and will run through a wall. And I kind of like what round is he going to go in? They're saying the top 50, yeah. somewhere in that second well, round. You only have one. You don't have well, a second round pick. Right now. Well, you don't have a second round pick. Right now, you don't. They're going to trade out of 16, right? I think they they're are. almost going to have to without a second so. round pick. All right. Well, are. there you go. That is uh, that's today's ranking of uh, potential pending free agents out of Baltimore. I mean, honestly, I got to tell you, now exciting this chop. chop no, chopped would have been good. Golly, yeah. a lot of chop. Rank chops, chops tomorrow. Like, ch- what are the ch- uh, like chopped burns? Mutton chops. Mutton Do you like chops. a good chop yeah. salad? You guys have yeah. trouble thinking of ones you haven't done yet. Save right. it for tomorrow. You've already right. said half the chops. Do you like chopping oh. it up with me, Saul, Gamora, and Justin every day for three hours, four hours? No. <laughs> Someone texted in and asked if you guys were trying to make me quit. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. More. This is when yeah. you fire off that happy birthday. Yes, again. absolutely. Yeah. We're trying to get more to quit. That's that's been our plan all along. <laughs> you got us. Did you say Chuck Robinson? Because we want to do a lot more work than we do now. We yeah. want to cut up all the sound that Mora does now. Sure. We want to have the same work ethic that Mora does. So yeah, yeah. we want to get Mora f- to quit so that we have to do all of that work. Yeah. Uh huh. We'll let her go out Smooth. on top. I mean, she won the playoff football challenge. True, going yeah. to champ. Champ. She's only down from Ridiculous. here. Ridiculous. I mean, since we have time, should oh. we say happy birthday to Heather? Yeah. You want to sing it? Happy birthday <laughs> no. to... No, let's not sing it. Land, happy birthday to my chops. lovely wife. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. We got to go. Uh, number one chop is getting to the chopper, which is what we'll do right now. Brock, where's the hay? Barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!